Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome back to Industry Tactics. I'm your loyal host, Friendly Rich. And on the podcast today, episode number 73, a conversation with Mr. James Paul. James is a producer. He's run uh, the Rogue Studios in Toronto for, well, it looks like over 30 years now. And um, uh, what a body of knowledge and work that that James has has honed over these years. And uh, we really get into it. We talk about his love of Bakelite, his new project, Homo Trans Futura, which is uh, all to do with um, the ARP 2600 and his love of electronic music. And w- we learn about where that all comes from, how that, that, that's been evolving. And wow, uh, he is in a great artistic state right now with that project. We recorded this about a week and a half ago uh, at the Rogue Studios, in, in uh, uh, at his studio, just after we had done a uh, another episode of our live broadcast called The Six O'Clock News. That's a project where I read the news into the ARP 2600, manipulated by Mr. James Paul. So, uh, a delight to have him on the podcast. I've wanted to have him on for a while. And instead of playing the usual Egg Circus theme, I'm going to hark back to a recording I did with James about uh, 10 years ago featuring Trevor Dunn and the Lollipop people. This is uh, Beadlow to warm it up, our, our rendition of Beadlow, the Mussorgsky classic from Pictures at an Exhibition. My Conversation, episode 73 with Mr. James Paul.
We are here in the slaughterhouse. It's not actually the slaughterhouse, is it? It's the Rogue Music Lab. We're here in the Rogue Music Lab. You can grab the mic, take it, be gentle. Be you gentle. Are you there know what any you're... buttons I need to press? No, not at all. You see, this guy he, This guy knows a thing or two about mic technique. He's sitting in his studio at the helm of his cockpit. And he's going to play with words. I can feel it already. This is... My words? Jimmy. My words. This is James Paul. We're going to get into it. And you know what's really been bugging me about my podcast? What's been bugging you about your podcast, Rich? Myself. Uh, I, I say things like this. I say, this is, Jim, Jimmy, Jim, this is James Paul. And when I say Paul with that uh, diphthong yeah. at the end, I fucking sound like Randy Bachman, who I started this podcast how many, <laughs> like 70, 75 episodes ago. As a, as as the as to battle to combat uh, Randy what I was, Sockman, yeah, and now here I am realizing it and hearing it in and when I edit every episode, going, ooh, there's a Bachman, James Paul. Anyway, I'll stop. Randy Bachman. I'm gonna stop hating myself and uh, still consider the work that we're doing here to be important uh, as the, an answer. And the opposite of in Randy. the in the opposite of um, if we're gonna get into that in, in the opposite of uh, of the vinyl pap. That that is Randy's vinyl pap. So let's not talk about ourselves. Let's talk about or myself. Let's talk about you, me, um, and and uh, and James Paul. How long have you been at it? This music game. Let's get into it. Music game. I don't know. Okay. I don't remember not being at it. Um, I'm an art school dropout. Okay, let's get into it. Yeah, too baby. Much, too Good. many drugs. Way too many, too many drugs. drugs. What were your some of your drugs of choice back in the day? Mainly acid and alcohol. Not I, a good combination. Oh wow, that is like, an that is an exciting journey though. Not a good combination. Like together, okay. Well, shit. well but together they cancel each other out. Really? To an extent, but yeah. they stop your heart. So they shut. They you also down. paralyze you. Okay. So I would basically I managed to pretty much paralyze myself at times. What, how old are you when you're uh, when you're when you're on that trip? I'm gonna guess twenty twenty one. Okay. I went went to York okay. to um, okay. become a, I guess a playwright. And and you and you have succeeded. I did not succeed. No no no. You have succeeded. You are you are. Although you are, I wrote plays and had uh, them produced. Back up just a bit. Yeah, back yeah up. That, that's good. Uh, not that not that tight. Not not. Uh, split the difference. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. I need to get comfortable. James is a. Uh, so how would you so. For those of of our listeners who don't know your your path, your your role in Toronto in Canadian music, uh, how would you define what you do? Are you are some think I'm of you? I'm the worst person. Okay. to ask. Let that. me let me try then. Some what? people call you a producer, but you're 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 an artist. You're a musician, right? Well, I'm I'm a musician. You're a creator. You're a creator. I'm a creator. Yeah. I don't like. I guess I'm known. As an engineer and producer, although yes. the term I like is recordist. Yep. Okay. Um, because it sort of combines the two, and my favorite part of recording is similar to it's 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 the capture, it's the and then the framing of the picture. I, okay. I think in terms of filmic and pho- yep. photographic terms. Yeah. Um, in terms of how I work with 
audio and with bands and, and musical artists. And and let's riff off just real quick some of the artists that you worked with over the last, I'm going to say, how many years? 30-some? 30, 30. I 30 plus? Or no? No, I'm not that You're old. pushing 30. I'm, I'm, I guess it's... Huh. Um... I think the first things I ever released would be 31 years ago okay, now. Okay, yeah. okay, so, yeah. okay. 1988. Go ahead, rifle round. Who have you worked with over the years? It's just, I mean, we don't have to give an extensive biography, but you've you've done a lot. I mean, I've, we I've all know that. I've done a so. lot, and I'm the worst person to ask in the middle of the a, a pressure moment. I've worked with this guy named Friendly Rich. Yeah, we've done some um, work. I've yeah. done a couple records with him. Yeah. I met him through Gordon Shawcross. Yep, there you uh, go. Monkey Trial. Yeah, um, which is also how I met Tony Malone, who will probably come up in conversation again because he's involved in one of the projects that I'm in the middle of. Okay. Um, Cash Brothers, Andrew Cash. Great. Um, Great. Um, I'm saying I'm a lot. Yeah. I can't think of a I mean you you've worked with we've worked with Hoxley Workman. Yeah, that's right. I have. Right? Yeah. Yes. John Southworth. Yeah. I'm uh, very fond of John Southworth. Jack Breakfast. There you go. All, um, all prior very, very, uh listen to all of those three episodes uh in the in in prior uh industry tactics uh wow. if you want to know more about their work. So that's and you so you you helped foster, and that's how I come to know Jack is through you, and and you've you've built this community of yeah, man. It, it, you can connect the dots in all this, right? Yeah, and at one like at one point, damn when man, I, you are hot. No, I'm gonna do this. Why don't we put it on the? Stand? I don't know. You just have or a powerful just, voice. Uh, See this? He's. I knew this was gonna happen. It happened with Gerg too. Okay, good, that? good. Yeah, yeah. That way, I don't. Yeah. Have to think you sound good, so but much. you are hot. Well, I'm loud. Yeah, I'm you, very loud. This is exciting. Keep going. At one point, you were saying? At one point, um, when I could afford a large studio space um, downtown, uh, one of my favorite moments with the studio was it, it was able to get into a very communal-feeling place because there were multiple spaces that mm -hmm. worked at the same time. There was yeah. a communal kitchen yeah. um, where people could actually visit and not disturb a session and if someone wanted privacy okay. they didn't have to come out of the studio okay but there could be a bunch of people in the kitchen having coffee people who were involved in the sessions that day people who weren't it allowed a lot of people to meet okay. uh when the studio was able to be that big but you know we can't do that in toronto anymore because everything's too where were those studios that you were um, running those early ones that particular one that i'm thinking of is i was at queen and niagara no king and niagara yes 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 uh, that's for, the one i don't know seven six seven years something yeah, like yeah, that yeah and then i was also at uh uh king and strong yeah that's for the one 10 years okay that's where i recorded uh, so it was with like you, yeah. 17 years in that neighborhood uh, so it became very like a, a place all the musicians around kind of knew where we were even though we were hidden away do you prefer being behind the desk or being in front of the mic or do you do you, i don't see a difference in the long run love it love you um, that's a great that's the right answer yeah i I'll go back in time mm -hmm. um i first learned about both sides of it as the same thing um, a, high, a teacher in high school 
figured out that a handful of us were really interested in experimental music. Where'd you go to high school? Um, St. George's. Um, okay. Anglican Boys School. Okay. Um, and wow. Derek Demier was the teacher. Um, and he had brought in, he had a Roland System 100 modular synth um, and a four-track and he brought it in to demonstrate to us, mm -hmm. and there were a bunch of us who were really clearly really into it. Yeah. Um, love it, love it, love it, love so it. So he, con he convinced the school to yeah. give him an office else outside of the music room where he just set up his what was his home studio. He set up in this office. Wow. And about half a dozen of us or so had keys, and there was a schedule posted. We filled in whenever we were going to be in there. How and cool. We got it's like, to go in and record ourselves. It's AV Club, right? It's mm -hmm. kind of, yeah. Yeah, right on, James. It's AV Club, except, like, for ourselves. Um, Beautiful. So, and he also introduced us to a lot of music. Like, I, I'm pretty sure... Um, Edgar Varese is probably someone who I came into musical yeah. contact with through him. Yeah. Um, to go back even earlier, there is one funny thing that I'm still trying to figure out why I know it, mm -hmm. which is an instrument I've been obsessed with for 48 years, 47 years. Okay. Um, which is you know, one of the in most inaccessible holy grails of instruments is the electronic sackbutt which is uh, Hugh Lacane invented in the late 40s at U of T, the first voltage-controlled synthesizer. Okay. Um, there's one in Ottawa not functioning. It was at the... Uh, What's it called? The Electronic Sackbutt. And it was part of the electronic music program at uh, U of T in the 50s, Wow. Um, 60s yeah. and even early 70s okay. he was okay. still there the guy okay. who invented it okay um my mother's going to be mortified that i uh i talk about this but yeah in the some point in the 70s i don't know what age i was mm -hmm. but i was young mm -hmm. um far younger than you would think this was okay to do okay um my mom went back to university to okay. get her, her uh, to finish her degrees awesome and uh Sometimes didn't have childcare, so yeah, I went to university with her. She went to U of T, and when she had to go to long lectures or write exams, there were certain places where she felt comfortable leaving me. This is beautiful. Tell and me, like, tell I, me, she leaves you in that basement studio. I don't think she left me there because okay. I don't think you could leave. I was probably five or six okay. years old, wow. like, or maybe wow. four years wow. old. I don't know okay. how old I was. I yeah. know I had like a little wooden basket of toy cars that I carried around. So yes. I was young enough that I was doing that. Although I might start doing that again. Yes. Um, but you know, the biology uh, building, the especially the um, uh, the greenhouse. What was she studying? Uh, nursing. Okay. Um, she'd leave me in the greenhouse um, because awesome. I'd be happy sitting there with my toys and plants for hours. Yeah. Um, I know I got left in the libraries, and I'm thinking I because whenever I go into um, is it Walter Hall? Yeah. It's I the first time I ever went back to Walter Hall in the last few years. Yeah. I was like I know this building, and so I'm thinking she must Whoa. have left me in the auditorium at Walter Hall. Wow. 
and I must have seen demonstrations of some of these yeah. instruments. Yeah, and that early shit, uh, like in the seventies at, at the Faculty of Music U of T, like there was some like like I think Stockhausen visited at one point. Like it was it was a happening place in terms of electronic music. Yeah, yeah so that's yeah. great so, to hear. Hugh Lacane. Hugh, I think it's Hugh Lacane. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, that, that name I'm is familiar. Yeah, album. yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Great. Wow. Okay. So. So you were raised by uh, like uh, like ele- electronic <laughs> electronic wolves, right? Like it got in you early. Yeah. That bug, the, the tick yeah. ticky boo bug. So I I don't know how er- like like Great. I don't know how Great. I knew about the electronic sackbutt, but I've always known about the electronic sackbutt. And the thing with the electronic sackbutt, please, is first of all, it's the first voltage controlled synthesizer. Uh, Why is it called a sackbutt? Because he thought it sounded like a sack butt, but it was electronic. Okay, great. So it has Good a answer. keyboard for control. Okay. But it also, the keyboard has aftertouch and pressure sensitivity. Okay. And lateral sensitivity for vibrato. Yeah. So you can wow. actually play a very expressive keyboard. Wow, wow. Um, it's and like then on the, Martineau or something. Like It sounds it, like it's got so, that kind Somewhat, but yeah. a little bit more rigorous than the, the Martineau in okay. terms of what it allows you to do. Okay. Uh, whereas your playing has to be rigla- rig- uh, rigorous with the uh, Martineau. Okay. But the... Um, the left hand has something that doesn't return until really kind of recent, recently that yeah. I know of. Is yeah. that it's a capacitance pad. So it's pressure, like basically sensitive to the capacitance of your fingers and oh, your wow. hand. Oh, wow. wow, Which is how your phone works. Like that's how that touch capacity works. Right. Is that it's a, capacit- a capacitance. Um, and that controlled um, sort of like your... your uh, a tonality of the the synthesizer by by the pressure of your palm on this capacitance pad. Wow! And it's like That's such an incredibly expressive but completely electronic alien instrument. Yeah. That early. But this is you, right? Like, I mean, we're jumping, we're we're jumping the queue here and getting into this. But like, you you a big part of like when I think of you, I mean, mm. getting to know you, it's 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 like. Behind you, no mistake, is an ARP twenty six hundred. Like you're just, all of your your posts on Instagram are like either. And by the way, the 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 there's a whole like narrative of you moving studios that I, I just <laughs> that I just don't love. It's just like oh my god, like James, really, like stay, it gets please. Harder, it gets harder. Every please, time. I just feel for you. It's like so much moving of heavy fucking gear, like plate reverbs and such. Like it's just. But but that that's 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 an economic. Yeah. Of course, of course. In, in where we live now, it's right, a, you know, right, 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 right. The most horrifically yeah. terrible environment yeah. for trying to be an artist. Yeah, you don't love society. you don't love moving. I fucking hate moving. Yeah, but then there's this other the the more beautiful thread. There is the like the you're a bakelite boy. You're like you got like all of these all of these like and and, and you you just behind you. You see, like, and you just obs- you obsess in such a beautiful way over. Over all this gear, like it's genuine. Like I, I know, e- just with working with you or with talking with you about this, even the the sack butt, which I'm, we're just uncovering today. We've never spoken about the electronic sack butt before. I don't think. And but I it's can't like, have a sack butt, so it's a, it's like a holy grail. Yeah, the one that got away. Like you, yeah. well, none well, of us will ever know it. Or no, I guess you could hear it online if you go digging. Well, you right? can, there are recordings of it. Okay. But like the apparently he made about five of them. Great. This is the a conversation I want to have with you. Yeah, of course. A, a couple are missing. No one like are they destroyed? Are they in a private collection? And 
don't Canadian know. Canadian invented like this. Yeah. this okay, yeah. wow. Um, my understanding of him, there, there is a book about him that uh, apparently a second edition might be coming out soon, mm. um, called uh, Sackbutt Blues. I don't remember the name uh, of the unbelievable. Author right this now. is great. This um, is great. Thank you. But uh, it's it's out of print right now, so copies are hundreds of dollars, unfortunately. So industry tactics, you're you love this shit, the uncorking, like the the uh, the kind of the discovery. The, yeah. Um, exploration and discovery. You're a curious mind, aren't you? Like a very curious I, mind. I, I obsessive, so. obsessive yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, in a great way. Like um, I, not always. Not always. No, no, <laughs> no. Um, but I love it. Their love of knowledge is in the foreground with all that you do. Like it's just like, and you love, and the love of wacky, like like. I like the outside. I like oh, the outside. I, I I like I I like. I I like the outside and the very inside. Yeah. Um, does uh-huh. that make any sense? Uh-huh. I, I'm really fond of looking at something really holistically uh-huh. and then looking at things ridiculously closely. Um, at getting really inside the sound of things, the shape of the sound, the structure of the sound. Uh-huh. Um, when I try, mix a project, I'm thinking very. Uh, it, to me, it's it's a film, but it's just audio. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think of it very filmically. So it's it's I set scenes. Um, I have a a thing with mixing records, where anything that happens within a mix to me has to be motivated from the sound within the mix. Okay. I don't like things. Like motion coming from outside being put on top of sound doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me. It it distracts me. Whereas I want any motion, any things in in a mix, any changes to feel like they're driven by the content, by the like by the performance. Okay. Um, yeah. That's I guess talking almost purely engineering wise, but yeah. I, maybe it's not purely engineering. No, no, um, I that, I didn't take it to be. Yeah. So let's let's um, let's take a moment here and play an improvisation, um, if we can. Okay, like for real or for you're gonna edit it in. We're gonna throw it in. Okay. Improvisation number two. Number uh, two. Here it comes it's, now. It's the uh, the hit single.
Now, that was our improvisation number two. Uh, You digging in on this new project that you've evolved with your ARP 2600. Can you talk about that project? Um, The improvisation project or Homo Transfutura? Um, Uh, Both, I guess. They're 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 inextricably linked, linked, yeah. Um, Although Homo Transfutura, to me... Homo Transfutura started as a name for a wacky project that never happened. Okay. Um, the idea being uh, the human from the f- across the future. Yeah. Um, and I have a, a theory about evolution and the next stage in human evolution. Uh, so that's also partly, partly where Homo Transfutura comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas mm-hmm. I think we are in the moment right now of doing something... For at least the third time, uh, which is replacing a biologically serviced need okay. or function with technology. Okay. Uh, we have done this at least twice in our evolution beforehand. Um, one of them being, uh, at one time we had hides. Yeah. But in order to spread out across more of the world and more quickly adapt to different um, climates... Um, we replaced our hides with a technology, clothing. 
Okay. We're the only species that's done that. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we've done is we replaced part of our um, intestinal tract with yeah. cooking. Um, which allowed us to increase the caloric, our caloric intake and build our brains more. Okay. I think what we're doing right now is replacing some of our um, memory mm-hmm. with technology. Right. I, I think we're in the middle of that. Um, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I can debate both. But yeah. we're not going to do that. But that's where Homo Transfutura, the idea of the, the, the name comes from is, is, is linked to that. And I said, uh, I think, when, when, when giving a first few listens to this new record, uh, the improvisations that's coming out, um, is, is that you look back with this music in the ARP 2600, whenever the hell it was invented, way back when, as much as you look forward forward with the sound of the project, like it's very... Hard to, hard to place in time, right? Well, and and one of the taglines for Homo Transfutura is uh, from the past, the future. Right, there you go. There um, you go. Because without the past, yeah. we cannot develop into the future. We have to, it, it takes understanding the past, understanding how things are built um, to, to move forward. I have a fondness for older and even archaic technologies and cars and the whole bit like the whole it's it's part of you yeah it really is a Uh, but you like time travel i like time travel i like anachronisms i like forcing things that are um archaic into a modern setting yeah yeah um, and vice versa well there you go there you go um and so that's where using something like the ARP 2600, yep. uh, that over the past few years, I've kind of also realized it's like, it's probably the instrument of all the instruments I've played. It's the instrument that feels the most natural. It's me. such a beautiful, you, it's, I think you found your, we're going to talk about it a little more as we get into this, but I really think you are in a sweet spot of, of being you as an artist of just like, you're really thriving right now. You're like, you're like bloomed or something like something's going on here with this. And it's, it's linked around the ARP. Like you look so natural right now. I'm staring at a guy whose head is surrounded by a fucking like circuitry. Like it's the, the ARP is a, yeah, yeah. He, now he just unplugged the plug and, and here we have sound. And, oh, and still got you in it. And the thing is alive. Up to there. Oh, here we go. I'm going to read into it and now we're getting... See, he's a mad, you're a mad science motherfucker, right? It's, it's really beautiful, man. It's really beautiful. So yeah, I feel like you've, you've hit a stride with this thing. Like the improvisations are really like a meditative kind of approach to like that must have been a lot of fun to just get into that groove and start producing new things with this it's so organic the way it works right or it, doesn't work it, like it, it's a ridiculous amount of fun and there's a certainly <laughs> there's certainly like there are ones that don't work um because where did you get this thing a fellow named you do you know carl moore yeah sure i bought you, it from carl moore and was it functioning or did you have uh, to do a lot was, of work to get it up and running it was barely functioning okay. um and in fact we discovered what like one of its main parts someone had tuned 
the uh, the 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 filter, the VCF, um, completely out of the audio range. So it appeared that that wasn't working, yeah. and someone had re removed the sample and hold circuit and the third oscillator. So are you are you really good with electronics? Like you got to no, no, you're not. Um, you're I'm, not. I'm, are you self taught? I'm self-taught and I'm unafraid, which is good and bad because okay. I break things um, regularly. Um, when but I you have such an under understanding of it, but you do try to fix them and get there. To, to an extent. Like, yeah. I actually hired um, a couple people, okay. um, Jay Lamac and Brock Golden did the restoration on the ARP. I wow, had it up and running. that's very smart. Okay. Um, and okay. on the ARPivizations Volume 1 record, yeah. there are there's at least one piece yeah. uh, that is from before... The restoration, so okay. not like the, the the ARP is incomplete. Okay. Um, and then, but most of them are from after the the restoration. Like I know there's at least one piece that predates the uh, um, the ARP being restored. Um, okay. Okay. And the, like the whole process of the ARPizations is like it is it's ridiculous fun, um, and it it kind of evolves out of at one point I never left the ARP set up in the studio. So if I left it set up and came into work, I'd turn to it and fiddle, and then suddenly I realize, oh, the sun's gone down and <laughs> the day's done and all that stuff I was supposed to do. Yeah. Shit, I haven't done. It's um, that's beautiful. That's be so it's, it's, it is alluring. Leave, yeah. I used to leave it like disassembled and wow, uh, wow. inaccessible wow. unless I needed it for wow. something. Wow. Um, and I guess in the last few years, part of what's happened is now it's always ready to go. It's yeah, it's always very in cool. a place where it's like, I can turn it on. Um, and especially now that the, with the sample and hold, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, uh, fixed in it, it's like I can leave it on in the other room where it simply creates music out of chaos, which is yeah. literally what it is yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love these kind of projects, that. though, with synthesizers that are always on. Just they're alive among us. It's like it's it's a really interesting and, like and very like very reactive, and that's part of what I like doing with the the ARP is like, playing parts on the keyboard is nice. Yeah, but that's not what a synthesizer to me is about. But you're, so you're triggering it. Like we do this thing, the six o'clock news. You're, we're, 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 I want to morph into your duets project with the ARP. Um, mm. You're, 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 you're throwing um, audio signal at it and, and then allowing that to spark what it does. Like it's yeah. triggering it. I'm, I'm using um, another archaic device that doesn't really even work very well, okay. but is beautiful in how it fails as well, which mm. is a voltage, uh, a pitch to voltage converter. Okay. Um, so what it's attempting to do is take musical or audio signal yeah. that is sent to it yeah. and turning that into something that derives the the synthesizer how important is the uh, mistake making in all this you said the beautiful errors it makes like well the the uh, in all of this in your whole very like, yeah, like yeah chaos is one of my favorite concepts in in the universe um i think i've heard you go on about chaos being you, you value it yeah, yeah yeah um yeah i couldn't live in it but i kind sure. of worship it maybe maybe is that the right word 
Maybe not. Um, probably not. Worse so when you, terrible well, word. When you um, get it, yeah, good, good, good. But you're you're um. That's interesting to me that you say I can't live in it. So like you've run your own business. You've you've had to survive in this in this very difficult music industry. And it's this is industry tactics. And you've taught even at at Harris, which this podcast is supposed to be kind of poking fun at and tongue in cheek in a way, right? The <laughs> the idea of uh, you know surviving within this 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 very confusing industry so tell us i mean can you talk a little bit about that like like running a business keeping it functional on canadian tire money or whatever the fuck you have to like you've Um, remained creative through it all eh well that can't be easy i haven't always remained remained creative it's like there's been very what what i now look back and go okay yeah i i was really like I dried up for a while, um, and in all the sort of desiccated way that that sounds, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and there's moments where I realized, like, you know, there's, there's a, 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 a funny thing where you know, a, a, by the mid two thousands, mm-hmm. I'd probably stopped listening to music, mm. oh, um, shit. other than the music I was working on. Okay. And, or, or unless someone brought something specifically to, for me to hear, but I'd gotten completely fed up with with radio by the early two thousands. Okay. I think okay. Then I remember Hawksley actually tried to get me to listen to the radio again in the mid two thousands, and I did for a few months and was like, "This is horrible." Uh, there's nothing here that excites me. Sure. Uh, most of it is is just boring. Okay, um, okay. I'm, I'm sorry to all those people making... I know how much work goes into it. I understand the craft. Mm-hmm. But I really don't find that much exciting. Um, but when you say that it dried up or... or the, like, Okay, that's very so interesting. So I, re- I really wasn't listening to music. Mm. And, and to be... Uh, the, the cheesiest thing, mm-hmm. um, and I'm gonna guess this is somewhere in the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I hate to uh, accredit a horribly large corporation with giving me something that uh, got me listening to music again, um, but be warned. Be warned. Yes, um, I started using iTunes. Okay, and I had. A, huge record collection that just yep. had been sitting there yeah yep. but yep. what ended up happening is i you know put all of these records onto a computer mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the highest resolution i could because i i wouldn't listen to it otherwise he's a bakelite boy uh, yeah <laughs> um and suddenly it's like i rediscovered ah. all sorts of music that i had forgotten about and I also had so many records in my collection too mm-hmm, that I had mm-hmm. never listened to, so I suddenly was listening to. Isn't that nice? And, and just like, okay, I've now got ten thousand albums thrown on into here, all hit random, you know, shuffle, and I have no idea what's coming next. So the love of music is back, though. Like so the, the that fascination. Start, that started it. Wow. Um, wow. Wow. And then I guess the other thing that pushed me back into being creative because by the mid 90s I stopped playing 
Okay. I, I, I have like, uh, the the other project I have is Pale Criminal, which yes. is a singer songwriter. That's your singer songwriter. That's a totally different side of you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you you stopped doing all of that? I stopped doing all of that. Like to be honest, like I haven't completed writing a song on my own since the early nineties. Okay. Because I I don't. It's not like I decided to stop. It just. Other things got in the way. I was running a commercial studio. Yes. Um, yeah. By, I'm trying to remember what year, by, I guess, and this uh, key, keys into that, like the yeah. mid, by the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Mid, early to mid 2000s. Yeah. It would cost $10,000 a month to keep the studio open. Wow. And pay everyone and, and be able to live. Wow. So you yeah. make decisions Holy fuck. That yeah. are driven by that. And those are the only decisions you can make. There are no... Yeah. Like, there's no room to be a creative person when you <sighs> have to make that much money every month. There just isn't. And I think it's 2005 that the studio moves... Um, wow, no doubt. ...into, into the, the space that you would probably first remember yes um and the the, the head the overhead goes from ten thousand a month down to four thousand dollars a month or something okay. like that so okay. suddenly it's like oh i can breathe a little more i, I can breathe a little more so go i also start figure. listening to music at the same time wow. and start loving it again wow, wow um and then that's great 10 years later i guess the rent there and everything had gone up so it was starting to be in the six seven thousand dollar a month range and the landlord came to me and said well i want the rent to go up by 60 percent um and uh, this was in the spring of 2015 i guess yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 14 15 i can't remember now yeah yeah um and i just said no and he said well i want you out by the end of the month and i said well no we agreed to three months i'll be out at the end of august okay and then had I, I looked for space, and there just there was nothing around I could afford. Um, so the studio moved out of the city at that point. You were in mono for in, a little in bit. In mono, yeah. Um, for for three four years. We're recording this uh, podcast in mono. Well, in in yes. So, but stereo is available. It you was invented pan. by. Yeah, it's a stereo pan. So if you're paying attention at home, don't Do, fret. Do you realize, do you know what PAN stands for? Yeah, PAN, uh, PANTOMETER. No. Pantomime. Panorama. Uh, okay. It's one of my favorite little things, that PAN is actually just a chart for panorama. I didn't know that for the longest time, but that's what a, what PAN refers You heard to. it here, ta young, young <laughs> tacticians. Um, We're going to go rifle round on tacticians. I want more of that. Like, what's a potentiometer? Go. Well, it's a pot. See? Pot potentiometer. Yeah. Um, What's a... Uh... But potentiometer, is it an attenuator or is it a gain, gain or attenuation? There you go. There or you one go. One or the other. It can't there be both. There you go. You can't be both. You no. can't have your gain, your attenuation. Well, attenuation is negative gain. So, but you, would, you would moved... But negative attenuation be gain? You moved to mono. I moved to mono, uh, but around the same time, because I wanted to, again, it, it's... It's a lot of it is to do with shedding um, the overhead. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I needed a space in Toronto to work because I wanted a workshop. By by at one point, actually, it was going to be a 
well, a coffee house uh, with a studio in the back, but uh, and a record like a, store. Actually, it was going to be a record store uh, coffee yeah, house. Yeah, I bought fancy yeah. coffee machines. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You're passionate um, about coffee. I like coffee. Probably a lot. even like a, a sidebar of like mechanic. I could see you like just working on old cars too. In or, the... or, or old. Well, I do have an old car, but you that's do. another story. That, yeah. Uh, that that has to be dealt with at some point. Um, but the the. the Coffee uh, came by naturally. Yeah, um, my, yeah. The first cup of coffee I ever drank, I roasted myself too. So, See this? Um, He's a purist. Uh, <laughs> I started a purist and then I got dirty. Um, the uh, uh, But that's an ideal scenario for you, eh? Like record shop. You romanticize. Like at one point you even talked about it. And we've kind of actually, um, I'm proud to say, I think to an extent, have dipped a toe into this, this pond of... Um, the live broadcasts that we've been collaborating on the mm-hmm. six o'clock news, like like technology has come a long way since we started dreaming, you and I. But like, you were big on like that kind of a thing, like doing a a, a show once a month from the studio, like opening it up to a small audience. These kind of yeah, you're big into that, right? Like that's well, you love you like to have fun. I like to have fun. I like community. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm perhaps the uh, the online show is even nicer because it's community that doesn't even have to be in the same room with you. Yeah, um, that's fun so, to so an extent. You, you can be community oriented and still be um, afraid of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Afraid of human contact. Yeah. Uh, but um, but you're allowed to bring much more complex things like the ARP, which is severely annoying to bring to lug to the the Royal Theatre. However, when you have it here on a monthly basis and it's all set up, like it, you can it, bring this kind of culture to others who want to listen. Yeah, yeah. I, That's kind of neat. It's, it's nerve-wracking to take yeah, it to a yeah, gig. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. Bringing the gig doesn't deserve, the is, gig doesn't deserve the ARP. The gig, uh, the outside gig doesn't deserve the ARP. It'd be nice if it could. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Agreed, like, but I, that would be that would have to be at your coffee shop venue. Yeah. Like or, it would have to be an installation. Of, that right? was part of the idea of that type of venue. But then I realized um, hmm. that I I didn't like um, the public enough to have a space that I invited. Yeah, like, strangers to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I very much like control of my own space. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. The people who are in it. Um, Man, but. You know, so at the same time of moving up to mono, yeah, I also moved into this space, which um, previously was known as the Slaughterhouse Seven Fifty Four, became the Rogue Slaughterhouse. So this actually was a slaughterhouse at some point. This like building that, yeah. is an old yeah. slaughterhouse. Cool. There are blood drains in the floor. Yeah. We are sitting in what was the cold storage. Yeah. Um, there are pipes for freon in these walls. Does that kind of stuff excite you? The the fact that this has a Oh, a weird history. I like the weird history. A, Va- a Vonnegut tie-in, too? That's got to help. It, it couldn't be... I, I couldn't find a more macabre space if I went shopping for one, I yep. don't think. Yep, um, yep, yep, yep. But yep. It's, the space is now simply called the Rogue Music Lab, because that's really what is this is, I think. Um, Let's get into... Like, you've got... Th- 30 plus years, we can say, experience making records, just being a part of this creative process. I want to look back on and maybe even play. Like, what are, if I had to say, like, just spitball first first couple of things, projects that come to mind for you. What are some of the most meaningful projects to you that you've worked on? Um, 
I'm going to mention one I haven't mentioned yet. Chris Warren. Chris Warren. Um, Chris Warren's one of the first Good. people who trusted me to produce a record. He, um, Gordon Shawcross with Monkey Trial, yep. and yep. Steve Haflitson, um, who's now actually my brother-in-law, huh. um, are three of the first people who really trusted me to uh, produce a record. And, and in some ways, Chris really went fully in with me for how a couple in, records. How important is that to gain that trust early on? Um, it's remarkable. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful, isn't it? it? Like it really is. And there, there. Did also, you fuck up? Were there some? Oh, fuck yeah. Some beautiful um, errors in there. And and some not beautiful errors. There's things that I, sure, I listen sure. to and I I go, oh, why did I make that decision? Mm-hmm. That was the wrong decision. But mm-hmm. I also like the fact that we went ahead and we made that decision. I, there's something beautiful to about commit to commit to that to young. Do, do you look back on some of your recordings and go, how the fuck did we do that? Like you can't, oh, yeah. you would not be like, I, well, I also, is that the magic of it? Like there's also like the, the youthful, the guts of youth, the piss and vinegar. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, there's a Gregory Hoskins record. I, I didn't produce either. I, I engineered and I, I mixed, I think I, I don't know if I mixed all the record, but a while ago, um, I, I found like some of the uh, the, the the mix uh, uh, the the original mixtapes of it yep. and was uh, was was listening to them and and I'd forgotten the things that we had done where you know, we talk about the the pitch the voltage synthesizer well yeah, I had it yeah, back yeah, then I've, yeah. I've had that device you've been using um, that since like I think I bought it in the late eighties wow uh, for to play guitar through wow and uh, wow on this record. There are moments where it's like I'm listening to it, like I realize I'm running the overhead, like the symbols yeah. of the drum kit uh-huh. into it. Uh-huh. So every time it's it's Gary Craig playing drums on the record. Every time he hits a crash symbol, uh-huh. like the 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 pitch, the voltage sim, uh, synthesizer goes nuts because it doesn't really know how to track that. So it does these wails and these whistles and that's all mixed into awesome, awesome. a pop record. Like Yeah, I, yeah. And what yeah. you know my apologies to Gregory for saying this, but what was targeted to be somewhat middle of the road, even though I know Gregory's songwriting is not middle of the road, but yep, the texture yep. of the record was we were trying to make uh-huh. a pop record. Uh-huh. Um but we were doing things that was like that actually like like just the 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 guts of doing that or yeah. the stupidity of doing that yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah yeah the the no one told us that was wrong I that you go ahead and just go oh well that let's put that in that sounds awesome do you have um, uh, do you have access to that tune that you're re- referencing yeah can I we sh- I should think so I'll, I'll let's I'll check with Gregory but. Can, yeah, we, can we, we can, can we cut to it? Yeah. Here it comes now, Gregory Hoskin. And Gregory Hoskins and the Stick People from the album Surgery. Okay, this is exciting. Find me demon 
In a dark, dark wood Wanna come with me Oh, I wish you could I was born I was raised I was loved And I was praised When I got scared My mama did arm me With a cross and a prayer To keep harm from me Well, I take my little walk Through them the fields Gonna carry me gently For my heart to heal Gonna find me a demon In a dark, dark wood You can't come with me Comfort style The cross I gave To my girlfriend Well I've been thinking About you Catherine from Welland Well I take my little walk Through them fields Gonna carry me gently For my heart to heal Gonna find me a demon In a dark dark wood You can't come with me
That was Gregory Hoskins and the Stick People from the album Surgery. Beautiful, man. Um, I want. I also want to play that that Chris Warren tune after, if we can. Maybe we'll end on that if that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I think Chris would be a beautiful place to end because yep. that's kind of the beginning. Uh, How nicely put. Yeah, man. It, that thing about gaining the trust of your peers and then growing from each experience sounds like you've 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 earned that. Eh? Like nothing's been an easy in your ride in these thirty-one years of doing this. Nothing's been tremendously easy for you, has it? No, it's, it's I've, nothing's I've, been like handed to you. It doesn't seem. I've, I've never. Well, I've never. I, I don't. I, the reason I've never made hit records mm-hmm. is it because I never had the luck to make a record that was a hit. Because mm-hmm. really, hit records are partly luck, right? Or is it that I just don't like hit records enough to have made a hit record? Wow! Uh, wow! I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. I I ask that question a lot. About, uh, yeah. Duets? Can we talk about duets? We we need to let's let's get into your duets project. So I I was mentioning earlier that you've hit this kind of artistic stride, all in the sphere of this Homo Transfutura project that you're you're leading the the ARP in the foreground. So now you're connecting with all your friends, getting them to play into the fucking machine. Yeah. Um, what a charming and and you've played snippets. It's not released yet, so we won't. Yeah, it's, it's not. But yet. how beautiful! So, can you describe what you're up to here now? The second, so Arprovisations, just for our listeners, comes out when? As soon as possible. So you're going to be listening to this very soon. Uh, where can they learn more about your work on um, on the, Facebook? There's, there's a Homo, a homo tr- Trans Futura Facebook. Page. Homo Trans Futura. Um, or. Through me, or find uh, the name James Paul. Yeah. Okay. Um, although I am one of the least searchable people. Yes. The guy with the last name McCartney has the first two names James Paul. Okay. Well, fair enough. So, um, so, so look hard. But, but we will send. We'll, we'll 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 link to it on on the Industry Tactics page as well if you want to check out his work. So that's coming out soon. Arprovisations, which is you solo with the Arp. Yeah. Now well, the, duets is something completely different in a way, right? Duets is completely different well it, it duets is completely collaborative yes yes um, whereas the the arprovisations um and there will be more arprovisations i'm yep. not going to stop making them mm-hmm. that's why i called it volume one beautiful um, it, it is the most self-indulgent thing i've ever done um which is kind of beautiful in itself i no apologies exactly it is yeah. very beautiful what you're what you're up to these days right now with this instrument so the and you're the only guy doing it like it's well i don't know if i am no it's, man it's, it's, you, no i know there's a whole world out there of, of people but you're the only guy doing what you're doing and and we gotta i gotta dwell on that and freak out over that like i just <laughs> it's really charming to me you know like yeah you're the only guy doing it your way this way like it's and now that to be i don't know of anyone else using pitch to voltage there you go feeding uh, it into no 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 they're rare listen listen i'm pretty sure in saying that no one else and who gives a fuck we're at what are we having here a circle jerk but no one else is is dumb enough to read the news into the into into this thing like it's hilarious what we're up to with it what you're doing like all the different worlds you've got going with this arp well and and part of it is that idea of chaos where if i'm performing 
Um, and some of this starts from from working with you live with the ARP. We right, the right, the right. Cameron House. Right, right. Um, where you you hired me to play synthesizer. Yeah. And you sent me all these charts. Um, and especially since you know, my fingers are a little slow these days because uh-huh. I, I suffered an accident a few years ago and it's mm-hmm. much better than it was, but mm-hmm. it's like my fingers don't always do what I asked them to do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I had all these charts. And I was just like, is there a way I can do this gig without playing from charts and Great. playing Great. Rich's parts? Great. But playing parts that are that Rich's put in the music right um so i came up with the idea of what i called at that point live plagiarism Uh um so i put a mic on you i put a mic on jeff burke i put a mic was it steve ward yeah maybe maybe so all of a sudden you're using your and that's where behind the desk in front of the desk starts to blur yeah and so I'm taking their performance, but good. using it to drive another instrument wow. that is mimicking them in real time. Wow! So hence live plagiarism, um, and uh, that's kind of developed basically into what the duets project is. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, which is partly played. Like there are parts of the duet project, like yep. the piece with Brian Kabayakawa with yep. Rava Kilo. Yep. Um, is there's a written melody okay which is based on the words this man is trying to steal my umbrella so is that said over and over again nope, it's or never that's said but okay the melody, the melody is, is derived on those words beautiful um, beautiful so that was we had the melody and then we both riff on that melody so i am Part of the ARP is me playing that melody or yep. playing broken parts of that melody. Yeah. But then the other part of the ARP is there are multiple oscillators is being driven by the pitch to voltage synthesizer, uh, pitch to voltage converter derived from Brian's performance. Okay. Okay. So wow. he's controlling part of the instrument wow. I'm trying wow. to play. Wow. Which also goes back to my, uh, my ideas of chaos where it's like, I don't have complete control over the ARP. I, I might be playing the notes, but the envelope derived from his playing is what allows you to hear the notes that I am playing. Are you getting all this at home, young tacticians? Sharpen up. <laughs> sharp enough. If this is all gobbledygook, I mean, go to the Harris Institute and study with Bo Cairo or one of the, 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 there the folks there. There will be a glossary included. Yeah, good, good, good. You're a, um, you're a beautiful soul. Who else is on this duets project so far, and who do you hope well, to have on it? So far, um, who have you recorded? Who is, as we in the industry say, in the can? Not miss who, yeah, who's in the can? Who have you already recorded for this? And it's gonna you're doing one a month, and you're gonna do it for and, and, uh, until you're done. Run out of people to do. Um, yep. I guess. Good. Ho- hopefully, never. How cool is this? Um, How cool is this? So, done. Uh, Tony Malone and I do, uh, he's playing ukulele and singing, okay. um, a, uh, I think it's a Frankie Avalon cover. Wow. Fuck. Uh, Jesus. So it's, it's actually is a, this is out. Tune. This is out. Um, ouch. Who else got done? Then there was, uh, he, uh Benjamin uh, Mueller. Benjamin Mueller. He slipped. Shout Grand out to Benny Hanna. boy. Beautiful. Um, Ed Hanley on Tabla. Sounded great. He played a little excerpt earlier and I already from hearing a clip of Ben and a clip of Eddie boy call this fucking thing a masterpiece it's like it's an unbelievable concept and you hear 
What I like about it, almost more than the arpovisations, if I dare say, is just how much you hear the back and forth, the ping, the ping-a-pong, the, yeah. the, the interaction. It's yeah. just, it, it's, it's a different form of beauty is all it is, right? Like, I mean, the arpovisations are very me- meditative. They're just different, right? The, the, yeah. The arpovisations, it's, it's, it's all inward. Yeah. It, it, yes. It's all entirely inward. Now, yeah. The, the yeah. other ones that well uh, so far who are, are in the can, as uh, we like to say. As uh, we in the industry like to say. Brava Kilo. Brava Kinas. Yeah. Uh, on upright bass. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Brian Kobakaya. And then uh, Chris Bartosh on um, baritone elect- six-string electric violin. Um, now that piece, we actually had a concept for that as well going in. Mm-hmm. Um, because he and I are going to... Uh, we're, we might be starting a podcast. We've talked about it. Because okay. We keep running into each other. You and Bartok? And uh, Bartosh. Yeah. Um, in... in odd they just we run into each other from time to time and then stop and have these conversations about anything so we've thought well maybe we should schedule places to run into each there you other go. with a recorder and suddenly we'll have a podcast and there you go the idea being happenstance that we just happen by circumstance to be in the same place at the same time to collide so that's okay. what we played with in our heads in the in the duets and yeah in the duets okay and then the uh, the 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 sixth one sixth yeah. one sixth one that is done, so you're you're already kind of halfway there is um, is uh, with the musical saw with Gene Hardy okay um, so saw with 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 ARP twenty six hundred yes how did that come a beautiful I can't um, imagine how beautiful that is yes 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 I can't wait to machine. hear it I can't wait to hear um, it so put that in your imagination stick that in your imagination and smoke it and. Uh, with that, that you, uh, Gene came up with what might stick as the over the, the the title is because I've been trying to think of like a clever way of saying duets with ARP. Yeah. Um, like duar. Yeah. No, I, I'm not loving like, oh, that. That's fucking horrible. What does Gene say? Um, he he called it duelettes. So it's a duet, but it was kind of a duel between the two. Yes, I, I like it. I like it. I like um, it. And that's what I'm hearing too, in just in the in the clips that you've played. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So there, there's, wow. there's a bunch more coming. Um, wow. Well, hats off to you. You are seeing the ball well. You are in a... I don't know what has gone on. Can you, can you actually trace it to this... Do you, do you agree that you are in a, a good artistic state right now? Like, Mostly. You, yeah. It, 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 and what, still, what do you think it is like like is it is it stability is it something in the background of your life like what is going on that that puts you in this place right now um i think it's there's a lot to do with what my family has yeah. allowed me where they've allowed me to go to yeah um, yep. and really encouraged so i, yep. I really the, the, the two of them have been wonderful. Yes, let's talk um, about them for a moment, shall we? Well, it, it's—I uh, don't know if they want to be talked about. No, I mean we can we can we can do it in a way that's. But, uh, uh, I just think the the beautiful thing of every time I hear you speak about your daughter, who there we spoke about her, um, is just it's charming to me. It's this aspect of um, you sharing this curiosity, this love of knowledge, this this path that that you know and. and 
I mean, the, the shit that, and your love of sci-fi, all of that coming through, watching all the Star Treks, like all of the Star Treks. Yes, we have to get back on that soon. We're, we're, we're getting behind. Slacking, yeah. I'm, in, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> but I mean, like from, from, you know, Deep Space Nine all the way through to, like, like we're, Kirk we're all the way the through to, yeah, yeah, and, that's. And we're now in the, the, the middle of Deep Space Nine and the beginning of Voyager is where we, we are now. You're, um, you're, I just say, you're a beautiful father. <laughs> you're a beautiful human. I mean, to me, that it's very special what you're doing there. It's uh, well, and you know, we're both yes. kind of rigorous and completist in that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's really into early European music. Is probably her favorite thing. Uh-huh. A lot of choral music. How much? Fun, how fun is that to? It's, well, it's, it's really, to jive to back and forth on that. It, like it's fantastic. Speaking of a duet or a trio, <laughs> her, her, her taste is not the same as mine yeah which is what's really beautiful so you get into some debates so we get into debates but then i introduce her to something she introduces me, me to things like right now one of her favorite composers is uh Poulenc, uh with whom i'm not that familiar mm-hmm. um the, the, the french bad boy yeah i guess um did you uh does the curiosity pass on do, do, have you have you done this I, Does she have that hunger? That I, that... I, I think so. Yeah. I, I think so. Um, I, everything I hear, it yeah. sounds like it. Yeah. Um, and she's, you know, she's, you know she, she sings and plays cello. Um, she'll tell everyone that she's not good at any of these things, but that's because she is her harshest critic. Um, and very I think, inspiring. Very inspiring. I think being your harshest critic is yeah. the right thing because if... Yeah, sure. You are being nice. If you are complimenting yourself, and and I guess that's not your job. That's what other people can compliment you. You should be criticizing and be aware of where the weakness in your your work is, mm. um, because that's what you drive to fix. Mm. As long as it doesn't paralyze you, and that is the difficulty. Um, and again, that's a, the the climate for being an artist in this city right now is mm-hmm. is horrible because it's. Everything can paralyze you. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's like the, the, the one that going back to the uh, du- duets. Yeah. Um, one of the things that really has been coming of it, and that's really like has just been the, the sort of the two groups of them. Yeah. Um, I'm loving how it's driving me further into the ARP. Okay. I, what do you mean? I'm discovering each. each Oh. Duet. Each oh. instrument that I interact, make uh-huh. the harp interact with, got it. Forces me and pushes me into things where I'm like, I don't know this pathway. Wow. Because it's another performer who's take is is in control of a lot of that pathway. It's 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 collaborative. So wow, where it, that's fascinating. It, it's driving into unknown territory every time. Um, Man, so they're 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 beautifully exhausting days, uh, which makes like the doing one a month yeah. is. I don't know if I could do more because I still need to digest what each one of them is doing. Um, wow, like the uh, like the one with with Ed with the tabla yeah. was the the first one, and I haven't actually gone back to doing this because it was so. Um, challenging to control, but uh-huh. I will go there again at some point. Uh-huh. Um, but I was running 
two voltage converters. Um, How come? Left and right? Yeah, because the drum, the, 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 the two drums have such different roles. Right, right. I didn't want to kind of go, oh, well, I, I've got to, like, yeah. I'll pick one or mix the two. Okay, okay, okay. I went, I tried to be really discreet. Do you have two? Button. You have two voltage converters? I, I have two, but they work very different ways. Wow. And one of them... I understand how it works. And you could feed two signals to this thing, to yeah. the ARP? Yeah. How many, uh, what's the maximum number of signals you could feed to the ARP? Well, I don't know if there's a, I, I, it depends, you can use them in different ways. So, you know, there are three oscillators in the ARP, but there's also filters, there's also modulation. Right, right. okay. Um, okay, so kind of, it can take. It, it can take a, it could a take number. a few you know, yeah and, and wow you know eventually you know could i <laughs> have two arps working together yes i could uh welcome yes, to the, i do dream of that type of thing welcome but, to uh, the mind of james paul <laughs> um, um the, man yeah well we're, we're gonna wrap it up we're gonna wrap it up i want to elegantly land on a bed that has the, the chris warren tune there yeah because, but in a way, I feel like this ARP talk... Anyway, we can't play a duet. We can't play a duet. But oh, it, yeah. just imagine just imagine the, the back and forth. I mean, maybe tune into our 6 o'clock news every month and listen to me feeding the news into this thing if you want an example of it. But, uh, man, what are... Let's, let's get into it. Let's go back to Chris Warren for a sec. Yeah. So, I mean... It's one of the things you said the minute I said like what stands out as a, as a, as a piece that really in your in your work so far and you and you went back eh that's interesting to me I was gonna ask like what kind of what what are you most proud of in all of this or I don't know if if that gets us back to Chris Warren necessarily but you know well Chris is one of the artists I'm most proud of our work together there you go I there you know I hate to have that's favorites, nice to hear no 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 favorites yeah um, why not why not Recently, you know, there's a a, a, a a duo from Guelph named yes. called Tragedy Anne. That yes. A beautiful record with last year uh -huh. um, that does not involve ARP. I did get to play the Buchla Electric Music Box on, on that record. Jesus. Um, which uh, which was is one of my favorite instruments, actually. Yeah. Uh, the Buchla synthesizers. I, I can't afford to own one yet. Yeah, we've talked about that, our, our, our fantasy. One day yes. I, I will have buklas. Yes. Um, the, uh, Chris is very formative with me. I, I, I made several records with him, mm -hmm. some that mm -hmm. I produced, some that he produced, mm -hmm. some that he started at home, some that we, we worked in different ways. Um, and uh, Even Gordon Shawcross, I see the relationships that you have with a lot of the artists that you work with. They're... You, you're, you know, it's funny because you should, you, you say that they trust you, but I see the belief and the love that you put into each one of these projects that sometimes take years for you to turn out, right? It's just sometimes, yes, yeah. Well, so Other years, times faster, right? But hopefully, in the near future, a yeah. collaboration between Jack Breakfast and I will oh. finally come out. Okay, um, which will be particularly beautiful because yeah. I don't even know if jack is making music right now he's painting so much uh-huh uh-huh uh -huh. and wow 
but which, which I, I, you know, I understand. Like, I know there's people who complain that he stopped playing music. Sure. It's like, well, what he does musically to what he did photography to what yep. he does with yep. painting, yep. Yep. they're all one thing. They yeah. they are what he says. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, you know, we should be comfortable and accept the artist that way. But <laughs> uh, this is a piece Jack came in here. Uh-huh. Um, a couple of years ago and actually it's him playing with the arp before long before we thought about i thought about a duets project but the arp was in one room with a microphone on it um he was playing piano and singing yeah um listening to the arp so the two are intertwined really and then we thought well how how will this come out so it's actually going to be coming out as a little short film and I recently, I think I've got all the footage collected and just have to edit it to, together at this point. Wow. Um, so that will hopefully be, you know, it's like, yes, these things take years and yeah. take different yeah. shapes now. But I, I love the, the patience and the love and the care that, which go, that goes into everything I see you kind of putting your name on. And... Um, so it's funny that I, I think it's really interesting that we're gonna play, we're gonna end on a, on a tune that that comes early, like uh, yeah. you know, like um, what what do you want to tee up here? What what tune do you want to to end on? Let's end it on a nice. Go ahead, just put take all the time you need to think this one through. I kind of feel like uh, this it, this showcases Chris more than it showcases. Uh, me, I think. But Good, very Randy funny. Bachman of you. <laughs> uh, but uh, beautiful ruins. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. I stepped off of the train. I looked around me. All was uncertain. Somewhere somebody screamed Shadows were struggling behind a curtain I looked around, everything was changed Where was I standing? Who was I standing for? I walked into the beautiful ruins of the old temple under a full moon shadows long as a human fell from the rubble hey what am i doing what have they done what happened i cried who broke the altar who brought division Against my homeland, 
chose my weapon and joined up with the partisan. You just heard Beautiful Ruins. That was Chris Warren. What a beautiful song that was, uh, produced by James Paul early in his career. And wow, James, thank you so much for opening up and sharing your knowledge. We now know what PAN stands for and much more. That was episode 73. And join us in two weeks when I talk episode 74 with the brains behind baby labor. I talked to Dan Logren when I was out in Guelph recently. And that's an exciting conversation. Please let us know what you think about these episodes and these conversations, what you're learning. Tweet us at Industry Tactics or go to my website, FriendlyRich.com. And you can find my email there. I'd love to hear from you. And we'll see you again soon. You know what? Uh, we're going to end our on Arprovisation number six because I can't get enough of this new record coming out soon from our friend James Paul, Homo Transfutura. Uh, and this is from his upcoming release, Arprovisations Volume 1. This is the Arprovisation number six. Enjoy it. And we'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Thank <laughs> you.
Mm-hmm.